Gambling is pretty common. Some even say it's part of Australian culture. And for many people, it's a harmless activity. But for some, it can become an issue. Welcome to Let's Talk Gambling, the podcast, covering topics like kids gaming and gambling, the risks of online gambling, and knowing when it's time to talk. This podcast series gets the conversation started. So let's talk gambling with your host, Natalie Wright, Director, Office of Responsible Gambling, New South Wales. Pubs and clubs can play a big part in our social lives, whether it's to catch up with friends, have a meal or to celebrate. For some, they're also a place to play the pokies, put on a bet or try their luck at Keno. It's a big industry and who hasn't either worked in a pub or club or knows somebody that does. Today, we want to talk about the role of staff in gaming rooms, what they can do to keep their customers safe from gambling harm. To help me explore this topic today, we have Professor Paul Del Fabro from the University of Adelaide, one of Australia's leading gambling researchers and a trustee of the Responsible Gambling Fund here in New South Wales. We also have Daniel Simon from BetSafe, who trains hotel and club staff to support their patrons. Paul, first to you. A lot of people play the pokies, and they're also the cause of some debate and concern in the community. How many people play them and how harmful are they? Yeah, poker machines are the form of gambling which attracts the greatest amount of revenue of all money spent in Australia. About 60% of that revenue comes from poker machines. But it might come as a surprise to people to learn that only about 15% of adults play poker machines at least once per year, and only about 2 to 3% play them on a weekly basis. So what we know is that a relatively small proportion of the population contributes this enormous amount of money that's spent on poker machines. And so it's thought that the, the burden of expenditure is very concentrated, particularly when we're looking at problem gambling in a very small number of people. Paul, you've also done a fair amount of research in this area. Can someone working in a gaming room know which of their customers might be at risk and who of their customers is just there for a bit of entertainment? The research which has been done around Australia shows that the venue staff usually know their regular patrons quite well. They know typically how often people come into play and they often know something about the types of machines they play. It's much more difficult, on the other hand, to know whether someone's got a gambling problem unless those people have been observed fairly frequently. So when this has been researched, what we find is that you can look for a range of different indicators. So, for example, people who come in and gamble very frequently are statistically more likely to have a problem with gambling. And it's been estimated that even up to 15 to 20% of those people who play pokies once a week might have a problem with gambling. Now, simply looking at how often people come in or how much they spend is quite difficult to observe. So what researchers suggested is that you can get a sense of which people might be experiencing harm based upon the accumulation of different types of evidence that you might observe. So, for example, if the person looks as if they need to obtain more money to gamble quite frequently, that's a warning sign. So, for example, if they're going outside, coming back with additional money, using the ATMs or cash machines quite frequently, if they're showing signs of emotional distress or unusual social behaviours, like not wanting to be disturbed at all after long periods of gambling, that they're definitely warning signs. Other red flags, as we call them, would include relatives or friends appearing at the venue expressing concern about the person's gambling. So when you put all those things together, 
venue staff can get a reasonable sense as to which patrons are probably more likely to be at risk. And Daniel, over to you now, you train venue staff in having conversations with their customers. How do you advise that they talk to their patrons about gambling and when? Well, the focus of our training is really to obtain context. So indicators can be important, but there is another, I guess, side of the story. So there could be many prompts to the any conversation. Most of them are probably just customer service driven. They're having a chat with the customer about something uh, that has nothing to do with gambling. And there might be some comments or, or things of concern throughout that conversation. It may well be that certain indicators were observed, whether it be on a one-off or an ongoing basis. Or, of course, they might approach you and they might um, make it very clear that there's an issue going on. So with any of these conversations, I think it's important that they are not scripted, that the staff members are essentially responding to either the indicators or what the individual is telling them and also not being judgmental. So what we find is that open-ended questions are really good as a way of getting more information and working out, I guess, where the conversation needs to go, whether it's it's someone who's just there purely for recreation, where maybe it's someone that's at risk, or maybe it's an individual that, that needs to be provided with assistance. And how do your students that attend your courses, how do they put what they've learnt in their training into practice, it could be a pretty daunting thing to try and have a conversation with somebody that you think might be at risk. It's a pretty sensitive topic, isn't it? It is. And I think over the last 20 years, there's been quite an emphasis on not approaching people. Uh, and, And really, I think there's been a bit of a shift away from that over the past couple of years. So there are staff that are a bit resistant to that. But I guess, you know, when you discuss the pros and cons and and a lot of the time, as, as Paul mentioned, staff may know the people that are of particular concern. So that's a challenge, firstly, for, for some staff getting beyond that. The other thing is, I think, you know, the training, you know, will only be as good as the venue's culture and their own procedures. So if staff, I guess, feel supported, if staff feel as though management would like them to have these conversations and offer assistance, they're much more likely to put that into practice. So I think I think that's quite key. Whereas, you know, I, I think maybe at some venues, if it seems a bit of a tick and flick or something that we're just doing because we have to do, I think there's going to be much more of a challenge of implementing some of the content we go through in training. Thankfully, I guess with most of the with with all the venues indeed that we work with, that hasn't been a challenge, but no doubt it will be a challenge at, at some venues where where maybe either that culture isn't there or staff don't feel supported by management. Yeah, and I guess within that conversation, Daniel, if somebody does, you know, indicate that they're struggling or ask for help, what can the staff member do to to help them or support them? Have a chat, get some more context because sometimes it can be easy to jump to conclusions, whether it be an indicator, whether it be a comment. So really I think, you know, the emphasis of our training is, is get context. There's something that's of concern. Does that relate to gambling or is it something else? Do we need to maybe get some more information or do we need to go down the path of, of providing some help that, that might be gambling specific? So I think not jumping to conclusions is a big thing. Obtaining more context, documenting what happened, 
so that there is a point of reference. And it does, uh, I guess, assist the venue in, in covering their backside to an extent as well. But also think about what further action is required. I think just having a conversation and, and, and leaving it there is not necessarily going to be the best way to deal with all scenarios. So whether it be having a follow-up conversation or having follow-up conversations or whether it be maybe even intervening if there's something that's really of concern, um, you know, having a think about whether or not the venue needs to take any further actions out of the best interest of the individual. Sure. And what about, you know, things like self-exclusion and providing support, you know, professional support for people that might need it. What about those sorts of options? Absolutely. So I, I, th- I think as well, you know, that's the importance of the context. You know, that, that might come across in a judgmental way if it's not appropriate for the situation. So getting that context, you know, is this person suffering harm? Do they need assistance? Of course, they're, they're the, probably the two best things they can a staff member can do right away. But again, it will depend on the context. It will depend on whether or not, to an extent, whether the individual would like assistance, but certainly providing information, discussing pros and cons with the individual. And if, if that's how they wish to proceed, absolutely. And doing it right away, striking while the iron's hot is very important. Yeah, indeed. And at the timing of this recording in particular, we're coming out of a long period of lockdown here in New South Wales and Sydney in particular. Paul, I might go to you first. What advice would you give to venue staff as they go back to work post-lockdowns? Is there anything that they should be looking out for with their um, customers? COVID's had quite a significant influence upon gambling in that during the COVID shutdown period, of course, people didn't gamble as much as they did, of course, prior to COVID arriving. And so one of the dangers, of course, is that people have had opportunities to perhaps save more money that they otherwise might have wanted to spend on gambling. People, to some degree, have a certain amount of pent-up need to to gamble. So I think one of the things venue staff need to be aware of that, that some people who are vulnerable, particularly those who've experienced problems with gambling, may u- use the opportunity or the venues reopening as a way to make up for lost time. And so there may be people who've been able to deal with their problems during the lockdown period, but now who, who might go out and spend more than that might be good for them. It might in fact be harmful. And many people, of course, experience significant psychological distress during the lockdown period, and they might actually use the slot machines as a form of escape. So looking for people who might be showing signs of very excessive behaviour, almost uh, dependency upon or by playing for very long periods, I think would be a very important thing to look at. And that having um, the ability to, to talk to people who might be in, in distress, I think is a very important part of what venue staff should be doing as part of their duty of care. Thanks. And Daniel, any advice that you've got for particularly, you know, staff working with customers that might be more vulnerable? Yeah, as Paul mentioned, and, and certainly we, we noticed the last time that there was an increased level of anxiety, not just amongst gamblers, but in the community generally. And, and, and we noticed that there was an increasing number of, of people presenting for counselling in particular through our counselling service. And for all those reasons, Paul outlined it. I guess it'll be interesting to see this time, though, because some of the circumstances are a bit different. Last, last lockdown, there wasn't much accessibility or as much accessibility to gambling because a lot of sport and other ways of accessing gambling may not have been available. So I don't know whether that will play a role. But 
given that there will be increasing levels of anxiety generally, I think being conscious of this, but, but at the same time, following your venue's system. So really what you want to do is, is be looking out for the indicators you're trained to look for, be having the conversations or, or following up in a way in which your venue trains you to and responding appropriately. So whether that's COVID-related or not COVID-related, you know, really doesn't make a significant difference, but making sure you're responding in the appropriate way at the appropriate time. I think one of the very important things for venues to be able to do is to create a culture where talking and having interactions with venue staff become as much more common and normalised. I think one of the problems in the past is that if venue staff speak to people who are gambling, they often think that's because they might be assuming that the person's got a problem. But if communication with staff becomes very much a, a part of, of uh, being in the venue, it's uh, just a, a chat about how you're going, then I think that will make it much more likely that people who might be experiencing problems will have an opportunity to speak to staff and might possibly have better opportunities to get some help if they are experiencing problems. So next time anyone, any of our listeners are playing, you know, the pokies, you know, if you do have a staff member come and have a conversation with you, it's really about customer service and them looking out for you. You know, it shouldn't be a daunting concept to have um, that conversation. We talk to most of the people that we deal with, whether it's grabbing a cup of coffee or you're in a restaurant or having a drink in the pub. So we really want to make these conversations a normal part of going to a venue and really ensuring that, you know, you're able to get support if you need it. So that's all for this episode of Let's Talk Gambling. I'd like to thank Paul and Daniel for showing us just what pubs and clubs can do to keep their patrons safe. If you need information or support about gambling, please go to gambleaware.nsw.gov.au or you can call 1-800-858-858 and that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If today's podcast raised any issues for you, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 44. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Gambling, the podcast. Are you ready to talk gambling? Start the conversation today by reaching out to your loved ones or calling Gamble Aware on 1-800-858-858 for free confidential advice and support. Not quite sure? Tune in to the next episode. Visit gambleaware.newsouthwales.gov.au for more information or call Gamble Aware on 1-800-858-858.